Hi, this is Charlie. And this is Carol. From Israelism's podcast. At www.israelisms.com. And you found one of our favorite podcasts, the podcast that put Fort Dodge, Iowa on the map. You You are are the the guest guest with with Bill Bill Grady. Grady. Welcome to You Are the Guest, a weekly show where you can be the guest and tell people what you and your friends and neighbors think about news events and issues of the day. It's part talk show, part opinion poll, part reality show, and a whole lot of fun. And it's completely dependent upon your participation as a guest. To be considered as a guest for a future show, check out the website at www.youaretheguest.com for details. Now here's your program host, Bill Grady. Greetings from the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, and welcome to show 16 of You Are the Guest, the show where we talk to everyday people just like you and me about their lives and about the issues of the day. Our guest today is from Kilcare, Australia. Peter, welcome to the program. G'day, how are you? I'm wonderful. I'm wonderful. You wrote to the show several weeks ago, and this is what your note said. It said that I live in a tiny seaside village called Kilcare, about an hour north of Sydney, Australia. I would make a great guess because I like to talk and I'm a digital artist. So tell me about yourself. And... <laughs> well, that just about sums it up. Yeah. Well... I, do live about, I do live about an hour north of Sydney. I live in a national park on the top of a cliff overlooking the ocean. It's, it's rough, I know, but, you know, someone's got to live here. And I do digital art. Tell me about being a digital artist. What does that entail for people that don't know? Well, basically, I paint with a camera. I take photographs and then digitally manipulate the images and uh, then print them maybe either on canvas or on paper. So to an artist like yourself, what do you think is the most important? Is it the eye or is it the mind? Ooh, it depends on the viewer. I think it's the mind. I think it's to do with the feeling that the image portrays because you get a feeling from it. That's, that's, that's what I aim for is giving the viewer an emotional feeling. Well, let me ask you a few questions about Australia because most of my background sure. about Australia has been through watching TV. True or false, Australians <laughs> love kangaroos. Yeah, I guess they love kangaroos. Why do people love kangaroos? Because kangaroos are part of our national symbol. It's part of, you know, it's so identifiable with Australia. It's it's on our national emblem with the emu, which is that big bird that's like an ostrich. But then at the same time, kangaroos can be a real pest, eating a lot of crops in farms. And at the moment, for example, we're going through one of the worst droughts in living memory. So all the kangaroos are being pushed closer to the coast and they're causing a lot of damage. Sounds like deer in Iowa because we yeah, we like deer, but we just don't like to hit them with our cars. Well, do you, are there deer on lying dead on the side of the road? The, yes, and, and people are, <laughs> have accidents with them. Um, I almost hit one coming into my driveway uh, last yeah, winter. Yeah, what's that that's just like kangaroos. People hit them and they're lying dead on the side of the road. But then we love them at the same time. So where do you get your news? 
Me, personally, I get it all off the Internet. And what are some of your favorite sites that you look for as you're going and getting your news? Are you a, are you a blogger reader, or do you go to some of the mainstream outlets? I go to Sydney Morning Herald, which is a newspaper. Uh, sometimes I listen, to, I listen to a lot of radio. I listen to WOR in New York. Uh, I listen to Jamaican radio. Uh, I sometimes watch television. I watch like uh, CTV in Vancouver. I have a friend that lives in Vancouver, and I watch I watch the television news on the net and tell him more about him. I know more about what's going on in his backyard than he does. <laughs> so, what's the top news story in Australia today? The big news story in Sydney today is the Cross City Tunnel. Now, it's a long story, but a private consortium built this major tunnel that's gone underneath downtown Sydney. But the, the toll is astronomical, so no one's using it. But there's part of the contract was that because there was no usage, they are now blocking off all the side streets to force people to use it, and it's in the contract, and there's nothing you can do about it. And the next thing they're going to do is rephase the traffic lights to enforce even more people into the tunnel. So it's like, we bought this, nobody likes to use it, but we're going to make you use it anyways. That's right. It's like, the way I see it, it's like forcing you to go into our store and part of the condition of entry into the store is to buy something. It's outrageous. So have you ever been to America? Yes, yeah, I have. Well, Only the West Coast and Hawaii. What's been your favorite cities to visit? Well, basically, I've only spent time in L.A. So oh, I did go into Arizona and did the Grand Canyon and all that stuff. But basically, I've spent most of my time in L.A. So what's been your opinion of America from before you visited the States and then afterwards? Hmm. Gee, how many hours have you got? America has the very best and the very worst and everything in between of everything. Can you give me some examples? Like, um, like let, let, in Bel Air, there's the richest of the rich people and 20 minutes drive, you can see the poorest of the poor people. And it's just the extremes. It's um, you can find whatever you want in that town, whatever you want, and, and it's when you like read news stories about people in New York with tigers in their apartments. It's just you know there's everything there. So what are the average Australians think about America? Ones that have never been to the states. What what are their perceptions of America? Loud, fat. Um, yeah, loud and fat, I would suppose, is the two is the two words you'd sum it up with. And do you think it's warranted? Um, I've seen some loud Australians <laughs> overseas that are just as bad. Um, look, it's, you can't just generalize an entire culture in two words, but people nevertheless do. Um, yeah, I've seen loud, fat Americans, but then I've seen slim, really nice ones as well. So, but I think generally that sort of loud, brash American 
persona does, uh, you know, it, 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 it's the, uh, I just can't think of the word, but yeah, it's the main portrayed image of Americans in Australians' point of view. And don't worry about that because I know a lot of loud, fat Americans too. No big deal. <laughs> it's an everyday occurrence here. Tell me it about. Is. Tell me about the uh, average Australian about what they think about uh, America's foreign policy right now, and especially as it's playing oh. out in the uh, the uh, uh, Middle East. Well, see, it all depends on which side of the fence you're on, whether you're kind of left wing or right wing. Um, there was a big, you know, big anti-war thing, big anti-Bush thing, just like in the States. But then there are pro-war and pro-Bush people as well. Although I get the feeling that Bush is not doing particularly well after the Katrina uh, fiasco. Um, it's funny, it, 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 Iraq has kind of dropped off our news. There are Australians serving there. Uh, some were fired at the other day, but it's just not big news like it used to be. It's kind of gone off the radar. So what is the big international news story in Australia? Um, that earthquake in Pakistan was was doing pretty good. We've got a lot of problems with Bali, with the uh, bombings and Australians being caught with drugs in Bali. That's pulling a lot of news. What's, what's the biggest natural disaster that Australians face? We've been going through a lot of hurricanes here in the States, and obviously there was the tsunami to the Far East. But what does, what does Australia have to fear when it comes to Mother Nature? We do have cyclones, which is our word for hurricanes. Nothing like what you guys get, though. Um, we do have the odd small earthquake. Um that's about it, really, in, in that sort of sense. All our dangers come from animals. Like what? Snakes and spiders. Really? What, what are some uh, of the, the snakes uh, and spiders to look out for? Well, we've got, we've got, I think we've got the most deadly snakes in the world. But then, look, you know, I, I kind of, like I said, I live in the bush and I've spent a lot of my time in the bush. And I've maybe only ever seen three snakes. But there's brown snakes and there's red belly black snakes. And now I'm giving this image of Australia as full of snakes and I shouldn't be doing it. Um, look, they're there, but it's not as bad as you'd think. There's some nasty spiders as well. Redback spiders, funnel web spiders. And do they crawl into the houses or into your cars or are they just mainly out in the wild? Well, there is a thing that there's sort of a joke about redback spider on the toilet seat um you know you don't go sticking your hand into wood piles because that's where they might be you've got to be a bit savvy about it but no they don't come into the house here are the final five questions what's your favorite thing to throw on the barbie tandoori chicken <laughs> tell me yeah, about that tandoori chicken Tell me about that. Well, it's tandoori chicken. It's kind of from India. Do you want the, I'll give you the recipe if you want. You can either do it as a whole breast fillet or maybe on bamboo skewers. And you get some chicken and you chop it up and you mix some tandoori paste and yogurt and you marinate the chicken in that solution for maybe an hour or overnight's good. Then you throw the chicken on the barbecue 
Cooksville Quick tastes fantastic. As somebody that is going to be buying a digital camera sometime soon, what kind of buying tips can you give for them? Well, for me, the important thing is that you can carry it around. Like, I just have a tiny little toy Olympus, uh, 3.2 megapixel. That's fine for me. But the thing I really love about it is I can just carry it around in the pocket of my jeans. It's with me all day, every day. What's the favorite American sport watched by Australians? Mm. Uh, Golf, maybe. Tennis. We don't really watch gridiron here. We do get, we do get, we do get the Super Bowl final though. Play on whatever you call that. You know, the big razzmatazz show. But that's it. You only get that one, that one game. And we never see baseball, ever. What's your favorite snack food? Ooh. It, cha- it changes from, from, from week to week. Um, at the moment, I was eating some bullets, which are like licorice, chocolate-coated little bits of licorice. And they're called bullets. And the final question, what's the biggest misconception that people have about Australians? Hmm. That we're unsophisticated. Similar to like the character from Crocodile Dundee? Yes, people perceive that that's what Australians are like, that we live in tin sheds. They find it, some, a lot of them find it hard to believe that we actually live in big cities like San Francisco or New York. At this time, it's time to play Ask Bill 3. This is where, Peter, I'm going to turn the microphone over to you, and you can ask me three questions about anything. So fire away. Okay, question number one. You must have done a lot of interviews in your time. Have you ever been starstruck by someone? There was one particular instance where we brought in REO Speedwagon into the Mm -hmm. county fair. And being a kid growing up in the 70s, REO Speedwagon was the band. And everybody went to their concerts, bought their records. Of course, we had eight tracks back then, so we all bought their eight tracks. And so to meet them was a big thrill. And so doing the interview and just kind of, you know, following them around, you know, for a day was was really kind of cool. And I'll say this, that half the band was really cool and half the band wasn't. <laughs> that That's all I'll so say about was, that. <laughs> so they weren't that special after all. They were just like ordinary people. That's right. That's right. They're, it was Part of them were like the really nice down-home people, you know, just like your next-door neighbor. You know, uh, three members of the band were like that. Two members of the band were playing rock star. And it was like, okay, mm-hmm. now I got I got to see both sides of that. Okay, ready for question number two? Fire away. Why do you think Americans are so obsessed with Australia? Every time... Every time we, I come across an American, they say, I want to go to Australia. Why? Why do they want to come here? I think it's because of the fact that, first of all, what you learn from Australia is on TV. And what's on TV are commercials about Australia, about how beautiful it is and how fun it is. And the movies 
all look fun. Australia had been on on my list for for many many years as the number one top place that I want to go, and it's mainly because of what you see on television. That it's just beautiful, mm-hmm. it's it's gorgeous, and I guess those advertisements are working. I must say, when I when I was watching the Olympics, gee, Australia looked good. Just it, you know, even as an Australian, it just looked good. I was very impressed. So tell me, what's not in the brochure? Oh, you know, we've got ugly industrial things just like you guys do. You know, it's it's much the same, but we do have all that spectacular beauty. The United States and Australia are so very similar. Similar in size, similar in scenic beauty. We don't have your population and we don't have, uh, you know, like guns and things. But the similarities are frightening. Are we ready for question number three? I'm ready for question number three. Tell me about Fort Dodge. Was it an actual fort-like F-troop sort of fort? It it, it was. And uh, Fort Dodge uh, was, was settled here actually by the U.S. Army. The first commander of the fort was a, a man by the name of Major William Williams. And the original fort was just across the river from where I'm recording right now. And the, the fort sat along the river. Uh, my great-great-grandmother used to carry buckets from her farm to the fort to get the fresh water and then back to the farm. Oh, cool. That, and so it was a fort. It, it was a fort that, in my imagine, that I'm imagining that looked like F Troop, you know, with the with the pine trees with the sharpened pointed tops. Absolutely. And matter of fact, wow. there is a a replica of the fort with some actual, still some pieces from the fort, uh, still here today. We call it the Fort Museum, and uh, it has a lot of memorabilia from. When Fort Dodge was settled, and it is pretty much the exact replica. It's not on the same site because this, the actual site of the fort now is used to be an old elementary school, and now it's uh, social services. But mm-hmm. it's it's an actual fort, just like F Troop, and they had the horses. and And if you ever and want, did Indians did Indians attack? Um, Indians didn't attack, but if you want to look up an interesting story about Fort Dodge on the Internet, type in the Spirit Lake Massacre. And okay. this was a, a fight that the, the Indians up in Spirit Lake, Iowa, went in, they killed a bunch of settlers, and then a posse from Fort Dodge, Iowa, went up to settle the score. So... Type in the Spirit Lake Massacre, and you'll find some history about Fort Dodge. I'll do that. I'll do that. In Australia, we just didn't have anything like forts. There were there were some uh, skirmishes with the Aboriginal population, but for the most part, the settlers just went and settled in the new country and just set up home, set up pastures and stuff. So tell me more about Kill Care. Well, it's a tiny little village. There's about oh, 500 people, maybe something like that. It's in an it's in the midst of a national park. 
It's in Booty National Park. That's B-O-U-D-D-I. You can look that up on the net. And it's um, a lot of kind of arty-farty people. <laughs> arty-farty people live here. Uh, actors, writers, people like that kind of live here. I was living in Sydney and about 12 years ago, I came and visited a friend of mine that lives here. And I went, wow, I just got to move here. And uh, so about two years later, I did. And I've been here for about 10 years now. If people want to find out more about your art and about you, where can they find you on the Internet? Well, I do have my own website. You can you can Google me. That's Peter Reddy, R-E-D-D-Y. You just Google me. I'm right there on the top of the list. Or you can just go straight to my site, which is www.peterreddy.com. That's Peter Reddy, one word, dot com. And there's all my galleries there. You can see all my work. I'm, it's pretty up to date. And for our listeners, we'll put a link on our show notes as well, so people can go to our site and then find your link and go right there as well. So how about that? Excellent, excellent, excellent. I love people looking at my work. You can email me, tell me what you think. I love to talk about my work. Peter, thank you so much for being a guest on You Are the Guest. Would, would you recommend this to some other folks? For sure. I'll be telling everyone. Thank you for doing that. Peter, thanks again, and good luck for you on your career. And also tell everybody in Killcare we say hi from Iowa. Will do. <laughs> thanks, Bill. If you'd like to be a guest on a future show, just go to our website at www.youaretheguest.com. Submit your first name, the town where you live, and a short description on why you'd make a good guest. There is no charge for being a guest, and you'll have the opportunity to share what you think and how the news and events from today affect your life. The show's producers will contact you by email if you're chosen for a future show. Psst, I need to tell you something. It's about the best-kept secret on the Internet. Yeah, that's right. Podcastpickle.com, the best podcasting directory on the Internet. That's it, show 16 of You Are the Guest. And seeing us to the door are two songs from the Poncho Ponsafe Music Network. Up first, from New York, it's Holland Steel with Tongue Tide, followed by The Revolutions from the UK with Bleed. From the great city of Fort Dodge, Iowa, I'm Bill Grady. Thanks for listening.
Music provided from the Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com.